0: you ever wish there was more in life? Why are we here? What is our purpose? Is there a meaning? These are all questions that we ask ourselves that cause us to lose sleep at night and the Bible gives us answers to those very questions. God's word is where we can start and where we can learn and where we can grow. God's Word is like a loaf of bread. We can take pieces of God's Word and learn so much and be able to change our lives and grow in Him. I'm Christian, and in this podcast, we are going to search and we are going to look at the scriptures and look at what it means to have a piece of the bread. Look what it means to live a godly life, to be changed, to learn, and to grow. God's Word is like a loaf of bread, are you willing to take a piece of it with me? Are you willing to look at Scripture and analyze your life, see which ways you can change and which ways you can grow? I'm Christian, and this is a Piece of the Bread podcast, bringing you a piece of God's Word. Welcome back to another episode of a Piece of the Bread podcast. I'm your host, Christian, and today we're looking at the idea of God using ordinary people for extraordinary things. We're back in our uh, series on God using ordinary people for extraordinary things. And last time we talked about Rahab and all the amazing things that she was used for. Well, next I wanna look at Sarah, Abraham's wife. Um, And I wanna look in uh, scripture references today, it'll be in Genesis chapter um, 18 and then uh, fast forwarding to uh, chapter 20. Let's give you a little background. Sarah, has, has not been able to bear children up to this point. And God is telling Abraham, I'm going to give you a child, right? So I'm going to read a little bit about this, and, and we'll, we'll dive in to discuss it a little bit. They said, where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, "There in the tent. He said, I shall surely return to you at this time next year. And behold, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door, which was behind them. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old and advanced in age, and Sarah was past her childbearing. So, scientifically, there's no possible way, right, that Sarah can bear children. But keep that, keep that in mind as we continue reading. Sarah laughed to herself and said, After I become so old, shall I have the pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I indeed bear a child when I am so old? Is anything too difficult for the Lord? I love that. Is anything too difficult for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you. And this time, next year, Sarah will have a son. Sarah denied it, however, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, no, but you did laugh. See, I love this little story here because Sarah does not expect that God's going to use her for great things. Sarah's like, all right, I'm going to bear a child. You do realize that me and Abraham... A sip of coffee here. You do realize that me and Abraham are way past, way past the age that we could bear children and and be successful at it, right? You do know that, right? Because if you don't, that might concern me a little bit. And it's so funny that scripture tells us that Sarah even laughed at herself. She's like, Are you kidding me, God? You're going to use me for Abraham's descendants. You're going to use me for this purpose. If we fast forward a little bit and we go through the chapters that talk about the doom of Sodom and talk about Abraham's treachery, we get to a chapter that is titled in my book in Genesis chapter 21 that says Isaac is born. The Lord took note of Sarah starting in verse 1. As he had said, the Lord did not did for Sarah as he promised. So Sarah conceived and bore a son to Abraham in his old age. And at the appointed time of which God had spoken to him, Abraham called the name of his son born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac then, um, when he was eight days old, as God commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old, 100 years old, when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. And she said, who would have said to Abraham and Sarah would nurse a child? She said, who would have thought that? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. The child grew and was weaned. And Abraham made a great feast the day that Isaac was weaned. Here we see God delivering on his promises. Have you ever felt in your life a lot like Sarah? I have. I felt, how can God use me for this? I have laughed at myself and said, God is using me? Okay. But when you think about it, God uses us in the most unexpected ways each and every day. And I think he shows that in the story of Sarah. Sarah's old. Sarah's not expecting to bear a child. My goodness, like Abraham and her are like pushing 100 at this point, right? And we think about that today and it baffles us. And Sarah's like, are you kidding me? You're going to use me to provide Abraham with an offspring? I love, though, I love her statement of faith towards the end here. She says, God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. And she said, who would have said to Abraham and Sarah that we would nurse a child? But here I am, I've born a child. I'm thinking Sarah would think in this moment, what an awesome God that has called Abraham to do this. What an awesome God that must be that he was able to bless me with a child. How often do I look in the mirror and say, how is God going to use me today? How can I love Jesus and and share his his word with people today? How's God going to use me? Sometimes I feel like we doubt the impact that we can have on people. I remember when I was younger, when I was in high school, a lot of people would consider me a crazy guy, right? I was weird. I went through the whole, you know, weird high school moment. But I look back at those moments and saw how they built me up to the person I am today. Well, what's interesting about those times in high school is I tried so hard to share Jesus. And I would come back from a youth rally and I'd be so on fire and I'd be ready to share everything I remember one time I was coming back from the Billings Youth Rally, just had a great day with all my friends there um, with a group that we call ourselves the Three Amigos, right? And I had I had just had so much fun with them. Um, I love those guys to death. And actually, one of those guys um, that's one of my best friends from childhood is going to join us on the show here Monday. But what I find is so awesome about it is that we were able to take something from the youth rallies and try to spread it. But the big thing was I would get into school and the first day back, I would hear someone curse to the teacher. I would hear someone um, denounce God or something like that. And instantly, and I mean, just like that, everything that I pushed for for sharing Jesus would go down the toilet because I got discouraged. A lot like Sarah, I doubted my ability to share Jesus with others. Because I got back in the world and I'm like, who's going to want to hear this, right? I got back in the world and I'm like, who's going to want to hear this? Who's going to want to understand this? Who's going to want to grow from this? If they don't even want to like listen to me for like five seconds, then why, why would they want to listen to me now? Well, the more I grew up and the more I learned, especially coming back from like Yellowstone Bible Camp, coming back from from all these youth rallies, is that we can't wish to just be on a mountaintop. Let me explain. Took a drink of coffee, excuse me. When I would come back from from uh, Yellowstone Bible Camp, I would just love it. Who doesn't love spending an, a week at a Bible camp with all your friends up in the mountains, all Right? Like, that sounds like a fun time to me. But the thing that I loved more than anything was the fact that I got to see my friends, the fact that I got to be up there where I knew that there wasn't going to be cussing. There wasn't going to be things that went wrong. There wasn't going to be things that, that brought me down, like people denouncing God. There would be building up. There would be encouraging. But what I come to realize is that we can't want to live, we can't yearn to live just on a mountaintop. Yes, I would love to just be able to go up on a mountaintop and live by myself with God and my friends, right? But what's that, what's that accomplishing? I think by doing that, by wishing these things, we're doubting ourselves a lot like Sarah did. Sarah doubted herself because she was at an old age. She said, yeah, right. She laughed at the face of God and said, bro, you ain't giving me a child. You looking at how old I am? Like, are you kidding me? Bro, whatever, man. Right? That's what she's saying. And sometimes I feel like when we come back from uh, retreats, when we come back from from Bible camps, when we come back from youth rallies, when when we're all charged for God, sometimes we say this to ourselves. We say, why do I even bother? These people aren't gonna change. And it goes back to what I talked about in my last series that we need to be gentle with sharing Jesus. But in the same way, we gotta trust that God knows what he's doing with us, right? We gotta trust that even in the midst of all the hard times that we go through, God's gonna use us. You see, God keeps his promises. God keeps his promises. Sarah didn't think it was going to happen. Sarah had all the statistical odds against her medically, physically possible, her own barriers that she put up. Do we do that? Do we say, when we're charged for God, how can God use me? See, guys, I want to encourage you guys, especially in 2020. That God is using us each and every day. I'm going to say a phrase that I heard, and I, I think it's perfect. You may be the only Bible that anyone ever reads. That's a lot of pressure on us, right? But it's so true. God uses us in the most unexpected ways. But what else is cool about it is that we need to know who we belong to and know that he's going to be able to use our bad for good and that he's going to be able to carry us. We are a lot like Sarah in the fact that God is using us as unexpected vessels to share his word. All throughout scripture, we see characters that are unexpectedly doing things for God. Rahab was a good example um, um, last Wednesday, or this last Wednesday when we talked about her. Right? Right? odds stacked up against her, but she still continued to do the work of the Lord. Sarah, same thing. Yeah, she doubted herself, but God still came through and God still used her to further his kingdom, to further the bloodline of Israel, right? Amazing. That is amazing to me. And what I can't baffle my head around is how many times I doubt myself. When I was in high school, I used to suffer a lot from anxiety. And I still kind of do. It's this it's thing that is ongoing. And I, I seriously will sit there and doubt myself on how good I am. How can God use me for this? But there's a phrase. There's a phrase that I love called, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And why I think that is so cool is because God is using the unexpected for expected things. God is using the ordinary for extraordinary things. He does it here again with Sarah. Someone, even probably the world would write off to say, there ain't no way she's having a kid and would doubt the power of God. So I want to encourage you guys in 2020, as we go through the rest of this season and going on into 2021, as we look at how we can reach people, how we can share the message of Jesus, that we do it full-heartedly. That we stop doubting ourselves and start trusting God. And yeah, there is going to be times we doubt ourselves. But that's why God sent Jesus. So that we can know and then we can have hope in him. Well, this Monday, we are going to be discussing David, his character, and how he was another example of an ordinary person being used for extraordinary things. I'm changing the schedule. We are going to be posting every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm taking the Saturday off. Because it's my day off, and you know, I I could share content, but I feel like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday is probably a better, uh, better way to share content. And so this Monday, we're going to have a guest with us. Uh, My good friend Austin Weber is going to be joining us, Um, and I'll 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 shout him out right now and and give you a little background before next week, so so we don't uh, so you don't know who this other guy is with me on the on the on the podcast. But Austin's one of my best friends. Um, I grew up with him. Went to Bible camp with him. Went to youth rallies with him. But ever since we were little, he's been one of my best friends, Um, great man of God, Um, just a, just a great guy. Um, And I see a lot of, of amazing things in my friend Austin. Um, I love him like a brother. Um, He is a brother to me Um, and more than just a brother in Christ. He's, he's a good brother to me. He, he, he just emphasizes the man I want to be. He's just a great guy. Um, And so I'm excited to have him on the podcast. And Austin, if you're listening, I hope I didn't uh, butter you up too much there. <laughs> but um, I am just so happy to be able to have a guest on the show. And if you want to be a guest on this Piece of the Bread podcast, uh, just shoot me an email at agercrishan15 at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Instagram at piece of the bread. Um, and you can send me a, a direct message there um, just saying you want to be on the show. But I'm really excited to have Austin on the show next week as we discuss David. And, and how he became an unexpected person to do an expected thing, how he was an ordinary person who did an extraordinary This has been another episode of the series, God using ordinary people for extraordinary things. This has been a piece of the Bread podcast. Thank you for listening. God bless. Have a wonderful day. Peace of the Bread podcast. Love God. Share Jesus. Live your mission.